We are going to go to 1 John, if you would stand. 1 John chapter 5, we're going to look at verse 3. 1 John 5 and 3, everybody there? And you're cheating, you got the screen, we're ready to go. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For the next few minutes, I want to speak to you from this thought. Boundaries are not bondage. Boundaries are not bondage. You can be seated. Often when we hear the word commandments, our minds are immediately drawn to imagery of Moses on Mount Sinai. And he's in this cloud on this sacred mountaintop with two tablets made of stone. In our minds, when we hear the word commandments, they quickly, I'm sure, jump to the number 10. As in the 10 holy commandments that Moses received on that mountain, written by the finger of God himself. And I'll let you know that Moses, not Apple, was the first one to download from a cloud. These commandments, they're sometimes referred to as the Decalogue. In Hebrew, they're referred to as Asaret Hadibrot. Or in English, for those of you English speakers, the 10 words. They're known as the 10 words. These 10 words are familiar portion of Torah, which is comprised of the first five books of the Bible. And sometimes we refer to Torah as simply the law. But Torah is actually better translated instruction. Given by God, these instructions to his people as a means to govern. How to conduct yourself in everyday life. How to rule your relationships and they give instruction in righteousness. It was in essence the Bill of Rights, a constitution, and a declaration of not independence, but dependence. While many of us do contemplate the number 10 when we hear commandments, the phrase 10 commandments actually never appears in scripture. And that's why it's gonna be shocking to you, many of you anyways, when you realize that there are far more than 10 commandments given in Torah. There are 613. Torah covers a broad range of issues and circumstances, some very basic and perhaps obvious, yet others so seemingly minute and insignificant because God cares about the details. Like, what kind of fabrics can I put together in my ensemble? If you're planting crops, you can't plant wheat and corn together. You can't finish that row that you run out of corn with wheat. You've got to start another row. To them, their gardens were different. Their clothing was different. Everything was different. Their eating habits were different. Everything about the children of Israel was different. Torah is made up of 248 positive commandments, the thou shalts. 365 negative commandments, thou shalt nots. For a total of 613 do's and don'ts, these commandments in Hebrew are known as mitzvot. So how, you, how should you and I view these mitzvot? Because we couldn't handle just one in the garden. And now there are 613 of them. Not to mention the thou shalt and thou shalt nots of the New Testament that are unnumbered. I'll remind you that anytime you hear you should or you should be, that's a commandment. Too often though. We hear the phrase, thou shalt not, and it brings to mind this sense of restriction of our liberty, a prohibition of activities lumped together into the category of I can't do that. 
We view them as boundaries that confine and limit freedom because we, by nature, don't like to be told no. But let me change your outlook tonight of these boundaries. People that view these God-given boundaries as restraint and restriction because of their dislike or their disapproval of them will consequently quickly discard and reject them as a yoke that's too grievous to be borne. However, their rejection does not nullify them. It does, however, significantly reduce that person's freedom in God that he is intending for them to enjoy. Allow me to expound because many of you have a fenced-in yard. Whether it's a quarter-acre plot or many acres on the countryside, you've got a fence. That fence around your yard or your property does not curb your freedom to enjoy within its boundaries. But that boundary put in place, however, does protect the content and its inhabitants from external encroachment that could otherwise bring harm upon the inhabitants. Hmm. Similarly, on a serpentine mountainside road, the carefully engineered and well-placed guardrails do not prohibit you from freely driving through the mountains. They do, however, serve as protection in keeping you a safe distance from the edge of the mountain and going over the edge. Those boundaries are there to serve as protection, protecting you and your family from harm while still protecting your freedom. But let's go a little further. The word mitzvah, the singular form of mitzvot, is a derivative of an Aramaic word, savta, which is often translated commandment. But hear me, it is more accurately translated as joined or connected to. So what does that mean? It means that these mitzvot that we may view as negative, I can't do this and I can't do that as a restriction, is actually not about restriction at all. It means that through my obedience to these commandments, I'm actually showing my connection. These so-called restrictions are not restriction at all. They're simply about connection. 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16 says, But as he which hath called you is holy, here's a commandment, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. What is all manner of conversation? It means manner of life, your conduct, your behavior, your deportment, your attitude, your speech, and yes, even your appearance, because these all speak. They all converse. They all have a dialogue with the world around you without you even having to open your mouth. You're speaking. And let me, let me remind you that what it is speaking is much louder than the words that you can ever profess. The Bible says, that I read it at the beginning, if we love God, we'll keep his commandments. But if we love God, how will the world around us know it? It's not going to be by my mere words, not according to the scripture. Our love for God will be on display by my life, aligning with scripture, by keeping his commandments, because they're not some yoke that's grievous to be born. It's not some drudgery or resentment, but I should keep them joyfully because it's the world around us showing, it's showing uh, the world around us that we belong to him. So why is it important that we live within his boundaries? 2 Corinthians 4, 3, and 7, 4, 3 through 7 says, but if our gospel be hid, let me change that but and say, because if our gospel is hid, it's hid to them that are lost. And I don't want to hide the gospel to people that are lost. 
Verse 4 says, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves. When you dress holy, you're not preaching yourself. You're preaching him. But Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servant for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. I once walked in darkness, but now I am light, right? He's calling light to shine forth through us. Has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let me revisit the fences. People don't build fences or put borders around things they don't care about. The Bible tells us that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. His boundaries not only protect and preserve us, but they protect what he put in us. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You've got to protect that treasure. God cared enough about us to put the treasure in us. We must care enough about the treasure to guard it. And stand with me as I close. 1 Peter 2 and 9. Remember, I said it and you agreed with me that everything about Israel, everything about the church in the wilderness, everybody say, I am the church. church. Everything about Israel was different than the world around them. Someone say everything. 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 1 Peter 2 and 9 says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You're a peculiar people. Why? Because you should show forth the praises of him who's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Boundaries are not bondage. Boundaries are not bondage. But boundaries show our bond. They serve as a witness of our connection to him. And they serve to show him to the world around us. Worship the Lord.